Hi, welcome back to another edition of the Spike Bar podcast. So it's been a couple of weeks since the last uh, podcast, so a fair few things to go through on the PGA, European and LPGA tours. Um, over the last couple of weeks, some interesting golf going on. Um, and of course, we've got the beginning of the Lynx season here over in Europe. We've got the Irish Open this week, uh, then the Scottish Open, then of course the Open. So three weeks of really good Lynx golf to come over the next couple of weeks. So looking forward to that. Uh, before we jump into previewing what's coming up, let's just go over the last couple of weeks. Uh, been some interesting uh, stories that have been taking place on both the tours. So, uh, well, in fact, on all three tours. Uh, so let's kick into that. Um, uh, first and foremost with the PGA Tour. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, we had Ches Reevy winning the Travelers Championship. Travelers is being one of the most uh, popular tour events each year for the for the pros. Really enjoy the hospitality up there in Connecticut. Um, I think it's just a really rowdy, uh, engaged crowd. And it always produces a good tournament. Um, Ches Reevy won by four shots this year. He sort of went away to canter. He was winning by six after 54 holes. Um, I know Keegan Bradley made a... Made a run of it on the Sunday before falling short on the last couple of holes but uh, a nice story for Ches Reevy I suppose wraps up a really good sort of 18 months for him uh, it was his first victory since 2008 so it's been quite a while since uh, he obviously has won I know he um, he was runner-up to uh, Gary Woodland I think the Phoenix Open last year I want to say um, he's had a couple of second places and as I say he's been very very sort of good consistent performer over the last couple of years did well at the uh, uh, US Open at Pebble Beach not that long ago as well so uh, congratulations to him but I think kind of the PGA Tour has really been dominated by really interesting stories I think over the last couple of weeks and I think kind of the big story coming out of the Travellers was uh, a guy called Zach Sucker uh, who ended up coming for a tied for second place earning $633,000 which effectively matched his total career earnings on the web.com Oh, sorry, I should say Corn Ferry Tour now. Um, I think he'd earned 670 grand, I think, on the web.com or Corn Ferry Tour over 80 events. Uh, so one one PGA Tour event coming second. Um, and it seems just like a really interesting guy. I think he was he was very close to almost having to give up the game because he was maxed out on all his credit cards, struggling to get anywhere, sleeping in uh, sleeping in a van and all sorts of bits and pieces. So just a nice story, I think, again, to go on with sort of the likes of Max Homer winning earlier in the year and some of his sort of tackles with not necessarily depression, but just with losing his game and everything else. There's just been some interesting stories on the PGA Tour. And I think, I suppose on that, perhaps the best story of them all happened this last week uh, at the Rocket Mortgage Challenge. Uh, so we had a guy, Nate Lashley, who won uh, by six shots, again, dominated the field, really. But, uh, I mean, I think his his backstory is fascinating. I'll come on to that in a minute. But, yeah, but bearing in mind, Nate tried to get into the tournament through Monday qualifying. He failed to get through on the Monday qualifying, but was the third alternate. Uh, and he was the last man into the field. He did actually make the field at the last minute. And boy, did he take his opportunity, shooting 63 in the first round. And again, followed that up with another 63 in, in on the Saturday. So going into uh, Sunday, he was leading by six shots. And actually, um, I think he's become the first ever uh, kind of last man in the field or uh, third alternate, as they call it, to win wire to wire. Uh, and he dominated, absolutely dominated the field. So uh, congratulations to him. And his backstory is fascinating. He um very good amateur golfer, went to college. Um, uh, his parents and his girlfriend at the time went to see him in an NCAA college match 
uh, when flying back to Nebraska. Um, unfortunately, we obviously killed in a tragic plane accident. So he lost his, his parents and his girlfriend at the time. It's about 15 years ago, I believe. Um, and he sort of fell away from golf for quite a long time. Um, went and sold, did some real estate for a little while. Um, and you could see the emotion. I don't know if you saw it, but you see the emotion of, of, of what this meant to him coming up the 18th hole. So just look, a, a fabulous story. He was greeted by his um, sister on the on the 18th green after he won. She flew out on, on the Saturday when it looked like obviously he was going to have a good weekend. And uh, it was just a nice uh, a nice moment for them and just a really, really cool story to uh, for the PGA Tour and for golf in general. It's always nice when, and uh, you know, you get... I suppose somebody who comes out of the woodwork who you don't expect to to win, um, and when they've got the sort of story that goes along with that, it's uh, it's pretty emotive. So it was a pretty cool to watch um, Nate Lashley, and uh, long may that continue. He's now got his tour card wrapped up for the next couple of years. Will be the Masters. Uh, he gets him to the Open. Um, so you know the next couple of years look solid for him moving forward. Hopefully he can he can grab grab hold of that with both hands. I think there were a couple of things that were interesting about the, this week as well. I mean, the scoring was insane. Um, I, saw, I think I saw those. Here we go. I've got a stat here. 1,895 birdies throughout the week. Um, and actually, although Nate Lashley ran away with it, um, it was a massively stacked field at the end of it. Um, a lot of, I think there was something like 14, 15 people uh, were separated by two three shots at the end. So really, really close. Uh, event uh, and it was quite interesting I mean I suppose another notable was DJ actually missed the cut um, it was only his second missed cut in 47 events and given the scoring you would have thought he would have sort of taken apart that that course it was it was a little bit new to the course in fairness they'd overwatered the greens and, and the greens were really the only thing that was making that place hard so it just made it a birdie fest for the guys and they absolutely picked it apart but again well done to Nate Lashley um in terms of the European Tour, so a couple of weeks ago we had the big event in Munich, the BMW International Open. My pick, Matt Fitzpatrick, was pipped on the second playoff hole uh, by Andrea Pavan. That was Andrea's second uh, PGA Tour, uh, sorry, European Tour victory. I, I've got to be honest, when I saw Matt Fitzpatrick charging towards the end, I really thought he was going to have it. Um, and especially when he got away with his errant three-wood on the last hole, which plugged about two inches shy uh, of the water on the 18th on the first playoff hole, I thought he was going to uh, going to get that done. But fair play to Andrea Pavan. Um, he hit an unbelievable approach shot on the second uh, playoff hole to uh, to get the job done. So congratulations to him. Um, I think the the overriding thing that came out of that weekend well there were two things there were two caddy incidents that came out of that weekend uh one matt wallace um i really like matt wallace he's a fiery competitive so and so i can kind of relate to him on a personal level with how i play my golf at times um but the way he was berating his caddy was not a good look um not a good look at all and i know he took a lot of flack on uh, on social media and um, i don't think the broadcast really talked about it much but he he, he was not happy he was not happy i think there was a couple of instances where uh, he obviously got the clubbing was not quite right um and uh, they just made some poor decisions between them but he took it out on his caddy i'm not sure whether they're still together or not but um that was kind of the bad side the the funny side was when pavan actually did win his caddy 
His caddy was a character just jumped on him straight away. Uh, I think he was enjoying the limelight and enjoying the win. So uh, uh, pretty pretty cool scenes there for, for Andrea Pavan. Congrats again to him. And again this week, uh, I suppose continuing the theme of great stories, on the European Tour of the Andalusian Masters, we had Christian Bezudenhut. Hopefully I got that right. Um, routing the field by six shots again. So you know, big victories this week on the PGA and European tours. But uh, Christian Bezuden, who had, a, again, a really interesting story, backstory to him. I mean, he, he swallowed rat poison by mistake as a two-year-old. Um, as a result of that, he kind of had um, terrible problems with stammer and anxiety. Uh, so um, yeah, he was advised to kind of take beta blockers to help with his stammer, uh, not realising that they were a banned substance. So when he came over into the 2014 Amateur Championships at Royal Port Rush, he failed a drug test and got a two-year ban. I think this was ultimately reduced, I believe. Um, but obviously, you, you know, wasn't wasn't doing it to gain any uh, to gain any um, gain anything on the rest of the field. It was just to obviously deal with the terrible stammer, and you could see that stammer coming through on, in his winning speech. But you know, just uh, a, a great story of somebody overcoming adversity. Um, uh, I mean, he, his golf was unbelievable at times. I mean, I think he set a record for um, I think the winner who basically missed the most amount of greens in regulation he just scrambled unbelievably putted fabulously uh, and to win by six shots around that field and Valderrama is a brute of a golf course um, tight as hell um, so to win by that many shots he just uh, he was just far uh, far and ahead it was just his week um, and there's a really strong Spanish contingent just behind him he had Ram. Uh, Adrian Aus and uh, uh, De La Riva who were just behind him in T2 Sergio uh, was there thereabouts in 7th um, so look, another another good event there Valderrama I was quite impressed with Ram I don't think that golf course was really set up for him um, it was sort of short narrow tight type of golf course but he scrambled and played very well throughout the week so look, well done to Christian Bazudenhout um, great victory for him long may that continue and uh, again another good story and then on to the LPGA Tour. So uh, LPGA Tour has had a good couple of weeks. I think uh, first and foremost, we can't go um, without talking about the KPMG Women's PGA Championship at Hazel Team, which was won by the Australian Heather Green. Uh, she won it by one stroke. Uh, and again, uh, I mean, talking about wire-to-wire winners, she won it. Uh, she was a wire-to-wire winner and only the third ever to do so. Um, and she was nails going down the 18th hole. Um, Sung Kyung Park had in the group before her just she was going into the teed off with a two-shot lead and Sung Young Park um, birdied in the group before if before her knowing that so Heather needed to par at least to uh, to win um, she hoiked her second shot into the bunker it was not a good shot the second one but what an up and down to uh uh, to win her first uh, her first major event and uh, again I mean just a, I think the one thing that really stands out for me about women's golf I mean A it's obviously the most relatable for us amateurs in terms of length and how they play the golf course but it's just a t- sort of strength in depth and and they get different winners each week I mean I, I, I will say that but Sung Hyung Park Although she came second last week, she won this week um, at the Walmart Northwest Arkansas Championship. So clearly there are still some dominant players in there, but you just get lots of different interesting people coming through all the time there. It's just a fascinating tour. It seems to be getting stronger and stronger. So uh, congratulations to Heather Green and well done to Sung Young Park, who uh, with that win last weekend um, does go back to world number one. 
And then finally, um, just a quick note on the Champions Tour. Uh, Steve Stricker won the Senior US Open. It's the second time he's won an o- a major this year. His length is just uh, really basically dominating the tour. And he won by six shots. And he's actually won both majors this year. Um, I think he won the Regions Tradition, I think I want to call it, the other major he played. Uh, he won that by six shots too. So um, he's taken to the Champions Tour very well. I'm sure they'll be moaning about him, no doubt, before too long because uh, that's some serious, serious domination. I think he went 58 or 57 holes without a bogey. Uh, this week so well done to Steve Stricker um, and the only other bit of points is just talking about our picks leaderboard between myself Adam Simon and Mark so I'm still leading on 12 points we've got Adam just behind on 11 Simon on 10 and Mark on 6 so Mark has made a very good fist of things in the last month so long may that continue um, he was well adrift a couple of weeks ago but now uh, he's only four points behind Simon at this stage and with an open coming up with lots of points on offer there maybe maybe um, so this week I'm going to concentrate mainly on the Irish Open because that's for me that's the bigger of the two events the other event on the PGA Tour is the 3M Open which is a first time event on the PGA Tour so the Irish Open has been hosted by uh, Rory McIlroy over uh, more recent years I think he obviously nearly went out of existence about 7-8 years ago now Rory dragged it up uh, by the bootstrip, bootstrips and uh, basically has got it back to being one of the premier events on the European Tour it is a Rolex series event um, Rory's not hosting it this year. They're now going to start rotating the host between uh, him, uh, Paul McGinley, uh, Darren Clark, Porrick Harrington, and Graham McDowell, I believe, over the next few years. So they're just going to keep on rotating it around those guys. And it's going to, this year, is hosted by Paul McGinley, and it's going to be held at La Hinch. Uh, which is effectively known as the St Andrews of Ireland. It's an unbelievable links course. Some of the footage, get on social media, go and look at the European Tour social media feeds. Some of the footage is unbelievable. It's an original old Tom Morris design who did obviously St Andrews and many, 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 many links golf courses uh, in Scotland and Ireland. Um, and it was also uh, further extended by Alistair McKenzie, he of Augusta National fame. So uh, it's probably the best design golf course in the world, I would have thought, with those two uh, those two blokes involved. Um, but it just looks unbelievable. Bucket list destination type golf. I think the weather's not going to be too bad. I think it's going to be pretty windy, but it's, it's going to be fair. Um, Le Hinch has hosted, never hosted a professional event before, but it is the destination for the annual South of Ireland Amateur Championships, and that's been going on since uh, the 19th century. So um, it's a very well-known event. I would imagine a lot of the pros will have played there regardless. It's kind of one of those bucket list courses for the pros themselves. Um McGinley's tried to obviously entice a very strong field. He's basically been working very closely with the RNA and the conditions they're setting up at Royal Port Rush in a couple of weeks. So um, he's got the uh, the Hinch playing in very similar conditions. So same length of rough, um, same disparity between the different types of rough, uh, speed of the greens, similar philosophy to runoff areas and so on. Basically wanting to try and get as, str- as strong a field as possible for, for those guys so that they can... Uh, get a good test with um with obviously the open coming up in royal port rush in northern ireland in a couple of weeks time um so the irish open obviously has 
uh, as it's going to start rotating it's the people who are hosting it it's also rotated its destination so uh, in terms of the history of the event I mean Russell Knox won last year Bally Bunyan then you had John Rahm before that uh, McElroy Soaring Heldson um, but everybody winning at different destinations there's kind of no one really to um, to kind of go, oh well, look, who 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 should we be backing here? Who's the hot hand at at, at La Hinge? Um, in terms of the field, so pretty good field, very strong kind of European Ryder Cup type field. You've got um, John Rahm, uh, Tommy Fleetwood, uh, Matt Wallace. You've got Louis Oosthuizen, Shane Lowry, Tyrrell Hatton, uh, Rafa Cabrera Bayo, Danny Willett, Graham McDowell, Martin Keimer, Ian Poulter, and Hao Tong Lee. Um, as perhaps some of the most notable names that are going to be playing this week. Um, so, I mean, given the conditions, obviously, pure links course, um, windy-ish conditions, uh, but seems to be fair. Um, I'm so with, this is actually the the picks this week for for me and the gents instead of the uh, the PGA Tour. I'm going for for Louis Ustazen. Um Louis always tends to he's a bit like Adam Scott these days when he turns up to a tournament he's there to do well um, and typically he does do well he doesn't play as often as um, as a lot of the other pros I mean mainly due to injuries and just managing his back and and so on but he likes a links course we saw how he dominated the 2010 Open at St Andrews he just absolutely dominated the field so um he played pretty well at the US Open as well a few weeks ago he likes difficult courses he's just such a good ball striker so for me, Louis Oosthuizen, eighteen to one. I, th- I think he's fourth favourite or fifth favourite here to win. So I-, I fancy him, and he's my pick for this week. Um, Adam has gone with Matt Wallace at sixteen to one. Matt's having another really good season. He's done very well at the two majors so far um, at the at the PGA and the US Open. A couple of top tens in both. Uh, obviously, played very well at the BMW International Open despite his outburst. And he's third favourite going into this week, and I can see as to why. I mean, he's playing very, very well. Solid player. Um, so tenacious. I think his game will probably set up quite well for Lynx Golf. It'll be interesting to see how he does this uh, over the next couple of weeks. So it's 60-1. to 1. Adam's gone for Matt Wallace. Simon has gone for one of the home favourites. Uh, obviously, I appreciate it's in County Clare and Graham McDowell's from Northern Ireland, but a 30-1. to 1. GMAC's always enjoyed um, Lynx Golf. He'll be absolutely chomping at the bit to play well not only this week but certainly in a couple of weeks time at Royal Port Rush is home course so um, I think you know, look for Graham McDowell to have a good week of getting his game up and running so 30 to 1 I really like that pick from Simon and Mark Mark continue his vein of very sensible picks and he's gone with John Rahm the favourite this week 8 to 1 John's, uh, John Rahm's obviously already won the Irish Open a couple of years ago. Yes, Kate had a different course and it was relatively benign conditions, but he's a class player. He's the class of the field. He's coming in after a good week at the Andalusian Masters where he came second on a golf course that doesn't really suit and set up for his game. So 8-1, uh, to one, that's a great pick from Mark. So uh, let's see if he can uh, continue climbing up that leaderboard and chasing us down. Um, moving over to the, the PGA Tour, so uh, this week we've got the 3M Open at TPC Twin Cities. So this is a brand new golf event, um, this doesn't happen obviously very often on the PGA Tour. So it's an inaugural tournament, first time it's played on this course. They have had a professional event here 
previously they had the champions tour played there uh last year um so it has been extended obviously champions tour they don't hit it quite as far so it, it, i think the course comes in just under seven and a half thousand yards um so you know, standard pga tour length ridiculously long for the rest of us mere mortals but uh seven and a half thousand yards uh not much i can really give you on a background um apparently he's going to play pretty easy this week because there isn't much wind i think again obviously tpc twin cities up in minnesota i think they kind of rely a little bit on on a bit of wind and a bit of weather to kind of make things a bit difficult but uh, by the sounds of things predict predicting kind of low scores all around um, it could be a bit of a bomber's paradise, but uh, tell me what golf course isn't a bomber's paradise at, at this stage. Um, in terms of the field, look, the field's okay. Um, you've got Brooks, obviously, there, world number one. That always beefs it up. And then you've got the likes of Jason Day, Hideki Matsuyama, who's obviously a good form after last week. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed again. Patrick showed a bit of form last week. Uh, Jochen Neiman, Tony Finau, uh, Rory Sabatini, he of Slovakian fame. And then the uh, Victor Hovland, um, who seems to be taking to the PGA Tour very well in his first couple of uh, starts as a pro. So um, uh, interesting, because I feel Phil's here as well. Uh, it's quite interesting. I sort of almost forget about Phil Mickelson these days. He's so far down when it comes to uh, the betting odds. I think it was something like 50 to 1 um, this weekend, so quite far down there. Um, in terms of picks this week on the PGA Tour, I'm, I'm going to go with... Uh, perhaps the name is not so well known. Jochen Neiman at twenty-eight to one. Uh, he's in some great form. Formula World number one amateur from Chile. Um, unbelievable iron player. I think he's second in greens in regulation. I believe uh, on the PGA Tour, he's had two top fives in his past two weeks. He just seems to be getting to grips this season. It's about this time last year that he just had a, uh, after he turned pro, he just had a bunch of like top ten, top fifteen finishes. So Jochen Neiman at twenty eight to one, I do quite like him. I wouldn't also be surprised if Hideki carries on his good form from last week. It was a good pick from Adam for for Hideki last week. Um, playing very very well so depending on how difficult the greens are Hideki's obviously Achilles heel is putting but uh, let's see how he gets on uh, this week but yeah I'm going for Jochen Neiman and for an outsider bet um, just reading up on the tournament itself and kind of what to expect I'm going with Luke List at 90-1 to apparently Bombers could do well at this course Luke List is one of the longest on tour um, 90-1 to again he's he's one of those guys that turns up two or three times a year um, almost sort of seemingly out of nowhere to have great scores so Luke List as my outsider so look there you have it look, we've got um, three really good weeks of Lynx Golf coming up I'm really looking forward to some of the footage coming out from the European Tour I'm going to try and get in some golf where I can uh, over the weekend just to uh, be just great to see that that's definitely a bucket list destination if you haven't heard of Le Hinch or, or seen it before just go and look at the footage again on the European Tour social media it just looks phenomenal a real purists golf course so uh, some good golf this week let's see how we get on with our picks can Mark continue his inev- inevitable rise back into contention on the leaderboard so with that look enjoy the weekends I hope you get out and play some golf yourselves and I'll catch up with you next week cheers for now